Hey folks, thanks for tuning in to get tuning in again today. Uh, today is Sunday, April 30th. It is 1 p.m. East Coast time. And I'm your host, Jason Leeser. And welcome to Guy Aitchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Community, where tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and the curious are encouraged to join in these live streams, real world events, to share and inspire and ultimately create better art and tattoos together. We beam out nearly every day and with your help have evolved into a quality network of amazing live and on-demand tattoo and art shows that have all been receiving rave reviews. You can find Reinventing the Tattoo in both of the app stores, the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store, as well as our Reinventing the Tattoo YouTube channel, our Reinventing the Tattoo Roku channel, which has 12 to 15 episodes going at any given time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you can also find Reinventing the Tattoo in all of the major podcast directories, such as Apple and Spotify. Or you can do what most people do and just search for Reinventing the Tattoo on Google. Um, and you'll find it all, except for the book. The book's out of print. I know I've been trying to get my hands on a copy of it for a while, but if anyone comes across the copy, let me know. Or you can always just go to www.reinventingthetattoo.com where you can get it all available to you, except for the book. At reinventingthetattoo.com, you can try it out for free. You, can, you have an option. You can pick one of the following. You can get a sample webinar from the Reinventing the Tattoo Canon. Or you can pick some free advice from Guy about your unique goal setting. Or you can also take a comprehensive tattoo history course from Jay Brown, which is absolutely awesome. That it's just, it's great for people like me that are total tattoo nerds that absolutely love tattoo history. That course is amazing. Highly recommend it. You can also find a full event schedule with full weekly and special event live stream details at reinventingthetattoo.com, as well as access to our Reinventing 24-7 channel which is a lot like our Roku channel. It's got 13 episodes playing at any given time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you also can find access to a full catalog of professional development courses from over 20 world-class tattooers. Um, guides such as um, Lettering Guides by BJ Betts or How to Draw Japanese Waves by Andre Malcolm. Um, that's all available at www.reinventingthetattoo.com. Once again, if this is working for you, please drop me a comment, uh, drop a chat or hit the like button. Let me know that I'm coming across all right and everyone can hear me. And hey, tag a friend who loves tattoos. Maybe it's someone who's trying to become a tattoo artist. Maybe it's someone that is looking to get a tattoo um, anyone that might have any questions or might be curious about tattoos or tattooing, tag them, you know, recommend the channel, recommend the show. And hey, if you like today's episode, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button down at the bottom. We have a number of weekly staple shows we always encourage people to tune into, starting off on Sundays at 1 p.m. with me, Jason Leeser, um, for the Skill Building Sunday Drawing Group. Following that, on Monday, we've got three separate shows that we always encourage people to tune into, starting at 9 a.m. with Drawing for Tattooers with James Wisdom. It's an absolutely awesome, highly recommended um, drawing course with James Wisdom, 
where we go through and we discuss basic drawing techniques and strategies. Um, really helps us recenter and get back to our artistic roots uh, and really helps us build those artistic skill sets that, you know, over time, some of us might get a little bit more lax on. Uh, following Drawing for Tattooers with James Wisdom at 5 p.m. on Mondays, we have Let's Talk About Feelings with Robbie Ripple, uh, where we get to go through and discuss how we feel about certain topics. It's not usually a very popular thing to be discussed amongst tattooers, but this gives us an outlet for that. Following that at 9 p.m., we have a subscriber exclusive drawing group with Sandy McAndrew. Um, and that takes place on Mondays at 9 p.m. And that is only available for people that have a subscription to the Reinventing the Tattoo Canon or the Reinventing the Tattoo Evolution course. So you're definitely going to want to check that out. Um, the Monday evening drawing courses, I can tell you from personal experience, 100% have completely changed the way that I think about tattoos as I'm going about drawing them. And it's also really helped me sharpen up some of the skill sets and skills that I use every single day. Um, it's live. You're in there with other tattooers that are trying to learn. We're all trying to get better. And that's part of the reason why people tune in for shows like this. Following that, on Thursdays, we have the Tattoo Collecting 101 podcast with Fawn Baker. Um, it's absolutely awesome. Highly recommend you tune into that, uh, where we go through and discuss, you know, our tattoo collections, getting tattooed, things of that nature. Um, it's always a great time with Fawn, so definitely check that one out. And that's Thursdays at 6 p.m. We'd like to go through and take a second to thank some of our sponsors and some of the people that make these shows happen. Starting off with WorldTattooEvents.com, the largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo events worldwide. And they're constantly keeping everything updated. As we know, living in this post-pandemic world, sometimes events are still getting pushed back. Sometimes events are still getting rescheduled. So if you're looking for the latest, most up-to-date tattoo event information coming to a city or town near you, or maybe it's one you want to go to visit, knows? you can always get the latest, most up-to-date tattoo event schedule information at worldtattooevents.com. Next, we have tattoonow.com, technology for tattooers, the leading edge in professional development, management, and digital tools for tattooers of all levels. They're constantly keeping everything up to date and upgraded. They're constantly competitive with any type of CRM, mailing list, or scheduling software out there. So if you're really looking for the digital tools to help you attract some of the clients that you really want to tattoo, take a look at tattoonow.com. They have been the leading force behind getting people to get tattooed for as long as I can remember, and I've been doing this for a little while now. Um, so take a look at tattoonow.com. It's really going to help you get those people in the chair that really want to get the work that you want to do. And of course, this wouldn't be reinventing the tattoo without a very personal and professional thank you to Guy Itchison at guyitchison.com. He is the founder and inspiration behind reinventing the tattoo. Go to guyhson.com where you can pick up a copy of his Biomech Encyclopedia, some of his DVDs. He's got some, uh, some great fine art prints for sale on there and occasionally some original oil paintings. 
So go to GuyHSN.com and take a look at his entire catalog of everything that he has to offer. You will not be disappointed. Would also like to go through and take some time to say a quick shout out to some of our affiliates, um, starting off with the Apprenticeship Diaries with Amy Nichols. Uh, if you are an aspiring tattoo apprentice or you want to become a tattoo artist, this should be your first stop. The Apprenticeship Diaries will go through and help you figure out what it is that getting a tattoo apprenticeship should be. There's a lot of great information in there for people that want to become a, a full-time professional tattoo artist. Go through, take a look at the Apprenticeship Diaries with Amy Nichols. That's going to give you an insight into what it's going to take to actually achieve that. And next, I'd like to take a minute to give a very personal and professional thank you and shout out to TATCOM and Aaron Williams, the mad scientist behind TATCOM. TATCOM is the leading edge in tattoo technology. Okay, these guys are delving into the science behind how tattoos work. They're delving into the science behind how tattoo machines work, and they're creating tools for professional tattoo artists to use that help make our job easier, better, and more efficient. If you're looking for the most up-to-date tattoo technology and the tools that can really help you tattoo better and more efficiently, take a look at TATCOM. This, these guys are absolutely crushing it with all of the engineering that they're doing. Just trust me, you won't be disappointed. As always, if you like today's episode, we ask that you please go through and post a positive review on our channel. Hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, help us get the word out. If you would like to host a Reinventing the Tattoo event or become a sponsor of our community, maybe you're looking for a fine art or a tattoo critique, you can always reach out to us at management at reinventingthetattoo.com. We'll be happy to get back to you as soon as we can. Um, we do get quite a few emails, so I can't guarantee that I'll be right away, but it will definitely put you in touch with us. So without further ado, uh, that gets us through our intro. Um, let's go through. I'm just going to save this real quick. Boom. Boom. Yes. Awesome. Cool, and we've got Kyle Olson. He's already watching on the YouTube. What's up, Kyle? Uh, no, go away. Okay, cool. So I've got, I don't have anyone else in the Zoom with me as of right now. Hopefully we'll get some people that uh, tune in and join us a little bit later for some discussion. Um, Let's see if we've got anyone that's going to be joining us. Okay, so we may have uh, Medusa joining us a little bit later. And that's fine. Um, you know, sometimes coordinating with people in different across different coasts can be a little tricky. I'm actually going to switch this over. And then go here. Let's see here if I can adjust this. Sorry, folks, I'm trying out a little bit of a different setup today. So just bear with me for a minute. Uh, 
some things are not exactly where I had them before. There we go. There's picture in picture. Boom. And then on. So I sketched up a little rose the other day and posted that up online. Um, it's a great way to go through and start, you know, getting people interested in some of the stuff that you really want to do. I always like to post sketches and quick little, uh, quick little things that I doodle up. Just, you know, helps people, uh, helps people see what kind of stuff I really want to do. Um, so today I'm just going to be sketching up another rose, but I may switch that up to a mom a little bit later. Um, so this is, this is my uh, reference image that I'm working with today. So I'm, I've got that. My uh, video's kind of covering everything right now. What I always like to do is I always like to start out just doing a light little sketch. Um, I like to build my roses from the inside out. And I always like to neo-trad them out, but I really like the outer petals on this reference and how they kind of like flip in. Maybe we'll bring that over a little more. Petal structures are a very important thing, no matter what kind of flower you're drawing. Um, and tattooing flowers is something that I absolutely love doing. So I'm constantly always sketching different types of flowers, whether they're mums, peonies, roses, uh, irises, uh, you name it. Uh, flowers have always been something I don't know why I'm just always like really, really attracted to. Um, I think partly just because you can get them to fit any kind of shape or any kind of gap and you can have them flow in any kind of a direction you want. Uh, curve that guy in a little bit. Then bring one guy up. That'll come down uh, here. Maybe we'll go up, over, over and in. Boom. You know, just as like a little sketchy sketch. Pretty loose, nothing crazy, nothing super dark, just kind of moving through it pretty quickly. Uh, I'll probably bring this out a little bit more and we'll give this a little overlap. Cool. Now comes the fun part, the outer petals, right? Because with these, you can do any types of things you want. Um, I usually like to stick with a, uh, uh, almost like a pentagon type shape, five sides, but the sides you can't really see are usually hidden behind. So I'll start out with one guy here and I'll bring that down. Now maybe this guy will come up, and then over. And this is just giving me my base shape. It's not necessarily a shape I'm gonna be sticking with. It's just kind of a base. Bring this guy up, over, down. 
We'll have that one kind of sitting in the front. Boom. Maybe we'll do another guy. Let's do one here. Boom, there's that. Bigger pedal there, and then we'll have this guy's going to kind of be falling back a little bit, and that's okay. Now, you're only ever really going to see four sides of the pedal because most of the time, uh, that fifth side is going to be where it connects to the rows. So just in case anyone's wondering like, oh, well, why do I only see four sides? He said five sides. Well, that's why. Cool. A little bit of a mock-up there. Maybe I'll cut this guy short. Give him more of an angle. Cool. Maybe I'll do one other guy back here. As your pedals move backwards, you're going to see less and less of them. So just keep that in mind. I'm going to shrink the whole thing a little bit just because we're working with limited time today. Rotate that over a little bit. And I'm going to draw one or two that are kind of droopy. Let's do another one. May get rid of this other guy, but. At least he's there for now, so I can kind of see what I like and what I don't. And then that gives me plenty of room for some leaves up at the top. I always like to make sure that I leave room for leaves and I don't make the rows too full. Of course, now these bottom guys look a little too big, so I'm going to erase those a little bit. You know, it's, it never ceases to amaze me how once you learn the basic structure of something, you can draw a thousand of them in a thousand different ways using you know, the same basic structures. Um, once you understand the way that they move and the way that they're constructed, it just makes things so much easier. Once again, this guy's a little bit too big. So we're gonna cut that in a bit more. And now we're just gonna do... Now, for me, I always like to, number one, tone down my background. That way I'm not working on a pure white background. Um, I always like to work with like a mid-tone gray or like a lighter gray tone. I don't know why, it just helps me see things a little bit better. Let's 
good. And then this, I'm going to boom, 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 boom. Let's go through. We're going to create another layer. And this is where things start to get really fun. Start to add in like little splits. Maybe round out some of the corners. I don't know why, but I, lately I've every rose petal I've been drawing has been been drawing them with like little splits. I don't know why, just it's fun. Also, with any of these petals, I always like to give them almost like an S-shaped curve, which you can see here. Um, and I find that that just makes things a little bit more dynamic. Sometimes I'll stick with just like a straight like arc, but a lot of times I try to throw in those S-shaped curves. I just find it makes, it gives it a little bit more movement um, and helps create a little bit more of like that dynamic flow. Some of these I'll leave solid. Then I'll curve that one back in and up. There's that S-shaped flow again. I'm going to loop over. Then round that part out. Good. And down, good, up. Sometimes I'll give them like an extra side just to make things different. You know, like if I was gonna do this guy over here and I wanted to give him an extra side, I would take this up and I would give him six sides. So I would go over, over. Sometimes it's a nice way to round things out and make it a little bit less, a uh, little bit less predictable. Now, it doesn't look like much already. Well, it doesn't look like much at all right now, but here's where the fun part comes in. And we'll bring that out. And keep in mind, petals can be any shape in any way and any angle you want, and they don't have to be perfect. Not at all. In fact, nature is not perfect. So it doesn't really matter if your roses aren't really 
you know, weighted correctly on one side, or maybe they look a little funky here or there. It's cool. It takes time. It doesn't matter because nature is very imperfect. Now, if I wanted to give this a very traditional rose kind of feel, I would give these like little bumps and that'll kind of round it out. But since I don't really have a whole lot of like rounded edges on these petals, to me, that almost doesn't make sense. So I would give this like a little bit more of a sharp point. Whereas if I had, switch colors. So if I wanted to go with more of like rounded petals, I'd still keep the same basic shape, but I would round out each part, maybe keep a little bit of a bump there. And then I would just round these out so that they would be a bit more smooth. This can be great for if you're trying to create a more rounded or feminine um, kind of rose feel. Uh, where a lot of people will associate sharp lines and jagged edges with a lot more of almost like a masculine kind of feel. Um, it's just something I've picked up on over the years. So you can really get them to look any way that you want. And that's if I wanted to do like rounded petals. Now we can definitely go through, round this one out if we wanted to. But since I'm just working quickly here, I'm not gonna bother rounding them out because I kind of like the jagged petal look. If anyone has any questions or anything like that, feel free to drop me a note and let me know. Otherwise, I'm just gonna move this pretty quickly. Always give these interior guys like a little fold over. Anytime you're drawing the middle of a rose, by the way, the easiest trick that you can learn to draw the interior of a rose, think about drawing a banner and the edges of a banner, right? So if you've got your banner here, right? The way that, the way that people usually get them to curl in is they'll draw like circles, right? basically draw a spiral. And then remember, each side is gonna have an edge, right? And that's what creates the illusion that it's wrapping around. So I usually will take the same basic concept and utilize that for the interior of a rose. That way you've got that real kind of like curling in on itself kind of feel. Cool, now let's give these petals some character. Maybe we'll do a split in this one, we'll do a bug bite in this one. You know, make them imperfect. Make them look like, you know, they've been chewed at. Give them some grit. 
You know, maybe we'll do a hole. Two holes next to each other is always a fun little addition. Yeah, it just just gives them a little bit more, a little bit more character. Uh, that, that tear was a little big, so we'll go a little smaller. Maybe this one will be. There we go. Now, leaves are super easy. We can do those anywhere. So let's just try to focus on, you know, the rows for now. You know what? I'm actually thinking. I want to try something a little different today. We're going to get rid of this petal in general. Give this one. More of like a falling angle. kind of let that one fall down a little bit. That'll give us a little bit more direction. We'll make it a little wider too. And then if we want, we can always add, you know, maybe another one kind of coming off the side. Let's space them out a little bit. You know, if you wanted to have them falling in a specific direction or whatever, you can easily do that. Sometimes less is more though. Besides now I've got plenty of room for things like, you know, leaf here. Maybe we'll do two here, one here here. I always like them coming out of the corners in between petals. Just kind of helps balance everything. We'll do a bigger one up here and here. That'll help balance that out. And for these, I always just like to do, once again, I, I like to stick with geometric shapes. So these will just be kind of like trapezoids for now. I think that's the name of the, the appropriate name of the shape. It's a trapezoid. Maybe it's just a polygon, I don't know. But I always keep them pretty squared off at first and then I round them out. This can actually really, really help if you ever have problems drawing leaves or you wanna draw leaves in a different way because you can always take the corners and say you've got a leaf structure that you really want to have like bent back, right? You can use this same kind of polygon uh, structure, just draw a line straight across.
and then you can use your center line to show where it kind of where that center part is. Give this a little bit of a bend. Bring this up a little more. And now we've got a bent leaf. May not look like it right now, but that will be the bend. Right? So we've got just to like mark our, our flow lines. This way we know we're heading in the right direction. But you know, everyone's got their own kind of methodology to everything. You don't have to have a bent leaf, but if you do, you could start out with a rectangle. Here's another way to do it. Now that leaf's kind of bent back. You know, start out with a rectangle or a square, and then just draw that angle there, curve that down a little bit. You know, gives them a little bit of character, gives them a little bit, it makes it a little something different. You know, if I wanted to do the same thing here with this guy, Start off with your straight line. I always like to break things down into the easiest shapes possible. Boom. Now that guy's bending down. So if we were gonna shade this, take it right from that edge. I always like to go with top-down light source. Just makes things easier, in my opinion. Especially like if I'm just trying to get the feel for something. Maybe this, I just want the tip of this guy to be bending down. So once again, I'll just draw my line where my bend is, curve that down. Taper that up. Now this part's gonna be in shadow. This part will be in shadow. This will have a drop shadow, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So again, if I wanted to bend that down, rectangle, In my opinion, leaves can make or break a flower. Like if you have rose leaves on a chrysanthemum or rose leaves on a peony, it's not going to look great. You, you do take the 30 seconds and do a quick Google search, find out what they look like. Now, maybe I'll add just like a couple of small little guys back here. Here's a die, here's a die. 
any tiny little guys that I usually add, I usually just end up blacking out or shadowing out. It's just easy. Cool. Next, we're gonna do our hard lines. Let's go with some bigger lines. Boop. Sometimes I'll give them like tiny little sharp edges and bumps. I always like to curve certain edges and certain things. Just find it gives it a little bit, once again, a little bit more character. And maybe I'll add like a little bit of a back pedal here for where it's curling over. You know, there's a thousand different ways to draw roses. And if you ask a thousand artists to draw you a rose, you'll get a thousand different roses because everyone's got their own little fingerprint on them. This is just one of mine, one of the ways that I like to draw them. As the more you draw anything, the more you're going to find your own style and your own unique kind of like additions to certain things but it's important to have like building blocks and to understand like base premise of shapes and stuff like that so that that can help you construct whatever it is you're trying to draw a little bit easier. And there's Medusa, yay. Yay, Medusa didn't forget about me because I haven't seen her in a few weeks. Uh, you're muted, by the way. There hey. you are. Yeah, I've been uh, either traveling or being sick. Ugh. What, did you catch yeah. Ebola? Uh, close. Dengue fever? Uh, nailed it. See? I knew it. Yeah, I um, think I got norovirus. Ooh, that's no good. Yeah, I don't know. I was sick for a long time last week after I got back uh, from my last trip. And then the trip before that, when I got back, I got sick too. Hmm. Just traveling, sickness being in planes that are basically just long hallways with a bunch of strangers. And recycled air. Yeah. Airports. Airports. That's where I'm getting it. But yeah, what's up, dude? Not too much. Um, 
got some uh, interesting interviews that I'm working on coming up. Um, not going to spoil it, but one guy is from San Diego and he has been around for a very long time and is a master of large scale tattooing. So I'm very is it excited. Black and gray? No, it's not who you think it is. Oh, this is a guy whose career I've been following for 15 years, maybe longer. Um, and I'm really excited to, you know, kind of sit down and talk with him about how he does what he does and what he focuses on and all that kind of stuff. Um, he's super versatile artist. Um, I don't think he remembers me, but I did actually get to meet him one time as I went down there uh, many, 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 many years ago to visit a cousin of mine that lived in San Diego. Uh, and I actually took the time to stop by the studio and like say hi. And like, it, it was just awesome. I got to meet some of my like favorite artists while I was there. Um, they've since all moved on to different studios so it's not like it's the same crew there anymore or anything, but still really good people uh, and phenomenal artists. So I'm very, very excited for that. Uh, we're just kind of setting up dates and times, and um, it's probably going to take place on a Monday. So people out there, mark your calendars. Uh, you are not going to want to miss this interview. I can guarantee on that. On a Monday. So it won't be a live session on your... Uh, so I will still try to do it live. It's just going to be... Well, keep in mind, there's a three-hour time difference. So noon for me is 9 a.m. for other people on the West Coast. Yep. Yep. So, I'm <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, we're still we're still working out dates and times. Um, nothing set in stone just yet. But I know that Mondays work best for him. Gotcha. 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 Oh, and did you see by any chance, uh, Medusa? Since you will be working at the Puerto Rico Tattoo Convention again this year. Um, did you see by any chance who will be working in the world of pencils booth? Uh, fucking yeah. 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 I saw kind of excited about that. That's um, going to be pretty interesting. Yeah. I, uh, I saw that. I think like yesterday or the day before. Um, I saw it when they announced it on Instagram and, uh, yeah, that looks fucking rad. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm super excited for the show this year. It's going to be an absolutely awesome time. Uh, Fast Alley will be down there with Lost <gasps> and Found Tattoo. Jimmy Delessia will be down there. Um, it's going to be an absolutely incredible time. Uh, my friend Seth Mushrush has signed up to go and work in the booth with us. Um, Seth so is going? Oh, Seth awesome. Is, as of right now, yes. Uh, so it's going to be an absolutely jam-packed, amazing time this year. I can't wait. 
Oh, sweet. Yeah, that's going to be fucking dope. I can't wait to see uh, uh, Yuri again, too. That'll be fun. Who? Uh, Yuri. Uh, but uh, um, I, uh, I am excited to go back because Puerto Ricans make fucking Christmas fun. <laughs> that they do. Dude, that was that was my favorite part of Puerto Rico was like the Christmas parades and everything. And one of my clients actually went down to Puerto Rico right after I got back and they were still doing Christmas festivals and celebrations in January. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. And that little mall place thing, the food court thing across the street from the convention center really had it going on. More than Stacy's mom. Wow. Like really? that play, it was popping. Did you ever leave the convention or like oh, yeah. even a- it was going on after hours and everything, like after the convention was over? But like all day, every day, that place was popping off. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the convention, but I'm also excited for the Christmas. I bet you are. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I just got back from some traveling. I'm ready to take a little bit of a break. Um, are you going to Indie Tattoo Expo? Uh, I will not be there this year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's my next plan. And then after that, I'm going to see Allie in July. Fast Allie, which I am super pumped about. I cannot wait. And uh, you said that you're just like an hour away, so you can drive over and come say hi, right? Yeah, we're going to have to coordinate some times, um, and that's in July, right? Yeah, the end of July. Yeah, we'll coordinate some times because I'd like to get up there to, you know, hang out, do a mini, uh, maybe like a little mini guest spot or something for like a long weekend. Um. You know, still got to talk to Ali about dates and times, but it's going to be an absolutely epic time. Um, you know, just being up there and being around everyone is going to be great. I also uh, need to find some time uh, once a very good friend of mine gets out of the hospital. Um, they just had heart surgery. So I'm going to need to find some time to get up to see him up in Wilkesboro at Town Hall Tattoo. So I've got some things coming up this summer, but I mean, everything's still kind of in the works. There's nothing set, no concrete, you know, anything as of right now. So everything's still kind of up in the air. Um, Yeah. But I do know for a fact, I will be going to Puerto Rico this year. I can't wait to see everyone again. Maybe we can go out to dinner with Chris Mack again. That was great. Hell yeah. Um, I love Chris Mack. Chris Mack and Lauren rule. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. Sorry, I am playing with clay right now and I'm getting it everywhere. Um. I am going to be cutting back and scaling back on my uh, traveling because I kind of went bonkers on it already this year. 
mm-hmm. like once a month and stuff. And I am getting um, not burnt out, but I need to focus on the home life a little bit more. Absolutely. Yeah. That's kind of what I've been doing this year. Um, you know, sometimes you just got to take a step back and you got to remember that, you know, traveling is fun and all, and it's great, but like, you know, your home clientele is your bread and butter. That's what allows you to travel. Yeah. I, uh, not just my home clientele, but, um, I just, I miss my dog. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that'll do it. I, I miss my dog. Like each trip is getting harder and harder. Um, but yeah, and uh, my shop just had a name change. We're uh, rebranding. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so Cassidy Bell owns the shop, and we've changed it. It used to be called um, uh, Sideshow Alley Tattoo, which I think that was the name of it, and it was up and running for many, many, many years. I want to say 14, but I'm also going to feel like an asshole if I'm wrong on that. Um, But uh, he took over the shop several years ago. And uh, he'd always wanted to, like, bring his own name with it, you know, when he took over. But he just didn't get around to it. And now we're finally doing it. And um, now it is called the Black Hexagon. Interesting. Which, if you know Cassidy Bell's work, yeah, go figure. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be like, "Who's walking? What tattoo studio are you gonna get when you're gonna get a blackout bodysuit with a bunch of hexagons on it? A black hexagon." Well, I mean, that's where I would go personally, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Um, yeah, we have a name change and rebrand um, that we're doing. Uh, and I mean, it kind of it, it's nice because like it's the same shop and the same artist, but just a different name and um, obviously a different website and everything. Um, but I'm kind of glad because I only joined this crew, crew recently that I don't have to feel like I'm going through another big change all over again, right? As I just got settled in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was, but, uh, um, I was recently tasked by the uh, studio owner I work for to design a new studio logo. So apparently I'm, I also do that um, on top of like everything else that I do. Um, but it turned out pretty sick. So once that's uh, figured out and um, actually like published and all that stuff, uh, I'll be showing you guys that. But I mean, I, I think it turned out pretty cool. Uh, oh, that's see cool. You see if I can pull it up real quick. Yeah, I, um, I'm supposed to be designing a new T-shirt for our shop, but. The only idea I came up with was like those beach bikini shirts Mm. where it's like cartoony. It looks like you're wearing a bikini and everything except for instead of a bikini, there would just be black hexagons over the nipple area. 
So this is the um, the logo that I just recently created for the studio I work at. And it's a little busy. Oh, there we go. It's a little busy in spots, but I really kind of like the way that, you know, everything kind of turned out. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see how it's a little bit busy. The established date is hard for me to read. Um, and I've got it on full screen just a couple feet away from my yeah. face. So that definitely, that's difficult for me to read. But I can read the inkwell tattoo perfectly well. Perfectly fine. Uh, but yeah. yeah, that's pretty. It's very pretty. Yeah, I don't know. It's what I came up with on like short notice. So yeah, it's like, uh, okay, we can do this. Well, looks like you killed it. Oh, well, thank you. And I think my browser crashed, but that's okay. Everything should be getting rebooted in just a second. Yeah, I'm just doing some like little digital mock-ups and stuff like that. I've been sketching my butt off lately, trying to uh, not just play catch up with like, you know, clientele drawings and all that stuff, but just trying to get some new art projects, you know, getting the momentum together for some new art projects and new uh New, new, pretty big things that I'd like to uh, start doing that need not be mentioned. Um, surprises for later. Surprises, surprises for later. Things that are still in concept. Like, gotcha. Okay, this Anything? would be cool, but like, is it practical? Can I do it? Can I make it happen? Can I make it work? You I know, have what would be entailed and all that stuff. What would it cost? I have a lot of the very similar things going on right now, too, where I'm all like, I don't really want to talk about it live on air yet, but a lot of wheels are turning. So it's kind of hard to be all like, what can I update viewers on right now when right. I can't exactly share the exciting news yet? But, uh, I've, um, I've been reaching out to some people about some some things, you know, the things with the things and the people with the things. Yeah, and, and the stuff. Yeah, the stuff and the junk. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, no, I've got, uh, I'm actually kind of tired of um, being in that position where there's no end result yet, but it's getting there. Right. You know? The, the wheels are turning, but you're not at your destination yet. So you're excited about something, but you can't quite celebrate because it would be preemptive and you can't exactly. share it yet because it's not ready. And that position is really difficult to be in. Like, uh, for example, right now, and I might as well just spill some of the beans because I haven't been that secretive about it. Like I have been spending a lot more time with my uh, crafts 
like handmade crafts and stuff. Like I make jewelry and as we've mentioned before, I do taxidermy and well, miniature little rats to dermy things and things like that. But I've been taking it a lot more seriously lately, but I'm just not ready to show everybody. Right, right. Uh, but it's it's the exciting thing that I want to share. <laughs> just like Fair I have enough. jewelry. So basically all I can say is I have jewelry on the way. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, I am also getting back into convention mode too and reprepping because I haven't worked at a convention. I mean, worked work at a convention. Technically, Evergreen's kind of a gray area because I was there with my boss and all of that. And like, I helped out, but I didn't work work. Yeah, Evergreen is a great show. I'd love to to actually like go out there and work one year, um, you know, depending on timing and all that stuff. Um, you know, I, that would be an absolutely amazing experience. You know, I just, I wouldn't even begin to know who to contact about that. So, yeah, I, um, I, I mean, my, my boss goes every year and I went with him and I helped, but I kind of spent, I didn't really want to work. So he asked me if I wanted a tattoo and it was kind of one of those things where it's like, yes, I want a tattoo at Evergreen. But also another part of me was just like, you know what? I kind of want to be at a big convention that has a lot of prestige to it, just hanging out and floating because right. I absolutely loved Puerto Rico and that's a highly prestigious convention too. That was very fun to be at, but I realized I spent the whole time, like most of the time tattooing or at the booth. And I really wanted to float a lot more and to mingle and everything. So I used kind of evergreen as that just being like, you know what, I'll work next time. But this time I really want to have my like vacation convention, pick people's brains, walk around, mingle and socialize. So I kind of well, used it as that. And that's I think that's just as important. It absolutely is. Um, I did that for a number of years at a number of different, very, very large shows. And my takeaways from every show that I did that at were astronomical. You know, it completely changed the way that I I viewed a lot of things and completely changed the way that I was working. Um, you know, I learned so much just by being there and floating around and watching guys like Mike Rubendahl tattoo, watching the Rat Pack do a six on one back piece the first year they ever attempted it. That was like mind blowing. Um, and for those of you out there that might not know about the Rat Pack, the Rat Pack is a phenomenal a, jazz group uh yes but beyond that it is a group of six of the world's probably for lack of a better term best tattoo artists um they get together and they do a six on one collaborative tattoo on one course sap whoever it ends up being that year um because i can't even begin to imagine what that feels like so but they they do a six on one tattoo every 
you know, every year during certain shows and um, they absolutely crushed it every single time. More power to them. I just would never want to be in the position to have, you know, six artists working on me at one time. That I don't, I don't think I can handle that. Take that. No. Like two, I can imagine, and I could probably grin and bear it, but like, yeah, it's it's going to be a lot for anyone. So, yeah. I think one thing I noticed, especially about uh, the going to the Evergreen convention and, um, now that I've become a tattoo artist, because I'm still, I'm still a tatter tot. Um, I'm still baby. I'm still junior new guy in the shop, bottom of the totem pole. So I have a lot to learn. What I've realized is I've been to a lot of conventions as a person who liked tattoos, you know, not a tattooer. Mm-hmm. Um, not even a serious collector either, just someone who really liked tattoos and alternative lifestyles, enjoyed going to conventions, but I wasn't as, um, invested as I am now that I am an actual tattooer. I am part of the trade. I understand what goes into the tattoos. I understand the industry a little bit more and all of that. I'm not just some, you know, 21 year old schmuck that you know works at Burger King and wants to get a cheapo tattoo at a convention because it sounds like a fun thing to do on the weekend now I actually like am a part of it and I get to be and that's very fun so I realized that once I started tattooing I actually never went to a convention to to mingle and to float around and everything. Since I started tattooing, when I go to conventions, I'm usually working. Right. So, and that was another reason why I didn't want to tattoo at Evergreen. Cause I was like, I miss being the guy that had no responsibility and just came to the convention to walk around. So there was a lot of times where I was taking my artist badge and like putting it inside my shirt and it was like, I'm a civilian. Nobody right? look at me. <laughs> Going incognito with everything. Like, I don't know what <laughs> yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. And that can be really enlightening too, though, because, you know, you're getting to walk around and, you know, some of these other artists out there that may not know about you. Um, and you get to like kind of watch them from an incognito standpoint and, you know, just observe from that casual standpoint. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. And it's so different doing that as an artist than before I was an artist. Too. Oh, absolutely. And like, I don't think I, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm portraying that very well, but yeah, there's a huge difference when you start working as an artist to take a step back and pretend to be um, just a normal collector at a convention again. And yeah, it also gave me a whole bunch of ideas. So uh, now I am just like brainstorming a whole bunch of stuff that I want to do for Indie Tattoo Expo, which my partner and I uh, that are running our booth together there uh are actually considering we're getting together on tuesday to talk about the logistics but we're 
we put on the table there might be the opportunity for us to uh, road trip out there instead of just flying across the country, um, which would take significantly longer. It's probably like three or four days one way, um, considering we're on the West Coast and everything. Uh, but I really want to stop at some tattoo shops and stuff along the way and actually make that part of my vacation. And if we do end up road tripping, I'm going to swing by Idaho and go visit Jay Brown's Tattoo Museum, which I have been wanting to go to for so long. That sounds like an absolute blast. Yeah, he invited me a few years ago when I met him at... um, uh the first convention i worked at as an artist um was my first shop and uh uh, i have been wanting to head out there and see his tattoo museum for a while you know jay brown right yes so on reinventing on the platform he has a whole bunch of uh free segments that he's uh written about tattoo history and they are loaded with information for anybody that's watching right now if you want to know a shit ton of history about tattooing uh reinventing has a whole bunch of stuff written by jay brown that's amazing and his museum um has the actual stuff there what kind of stuff are we talking are we Um, talking like lyle tuttle tattoo machines are we talking like Samuel O'Reilly doorbell machines? I would assume both. I know he's a huge collector, and I believe some of the photos that he's uploaded onto the um, the tattoo history curriculum on uh, reinventing, which I believe is free for anybody um, to look up, is pictures from his own museum. And I know that he has been, I mean, he's been doing it for years. Like he's been collecting tattoo business cards for over 30 years and machines. And uh, yeah, it's very, very old school stuff. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some Lyle Tuttle gems or even a Sam O'Reilly piece there or Fuck it. I wouldn't be surprised if he actually had an Edison's electric pen in there, like pre switch over to tattoo design, like actually just the Edison electric pen. Yeah, I'm I'm actually very spoiled and very fortunate in the fact that um, one of the artists that I work with actually owns one and actually set up like a mini tattoo display case um, with one or two of the collectibles that he has. He's got a couple of original Jensen's. Uh, he's got an original engraving pen. He's got a number of different, you know, highly collectible um, tattoo machines that are, you look at them and you're just, you're floored. You're like, that is actual tattoo history right in front of me. Yeah, I, uh, I'm always swinging back and forth between like do i want to save up the money to buy one of these collector's items to have in my uh my you know my ownership and everything because there's so many cool things and like you know with like a couple 
thousand dollars you could probably buy one for yourself but also i don't like having stuff and i already have too much stuff and i'm also afraid that i would fucking lose something of value like that so i'm just gonna leave it to the historians and the serious collectors and just go visit them and look at their things yeah that's something that you know if you have the money to burn do it if you don't or if you're not quite in that kind of a financial situation do yourself a favor and save the money. I mean, it's yeah. cool and all to have it, but like, there's no sense in having the threat of like your power getting shut off. But hey, I've got this really super cool tattoo machine that you yeah, know, that's not going to pay the bills. Yeah, um, so just but, think practically. Yeah, and uh, but no, like, uh, um, uh, fuck, which convention was it? I think it was hell city uh maybe there was a convention i was at recently where somebody had a bunch of uh for sale um acetate stencils Mm. and i'll and like just like a huge collection of old school acetate stencils and they were amazing like real legit fucking acetate old as fuck a little yellowed from time, you know, and uh, um, I was just like, oh, yeah, I totally want one of these. And then I just remember thinking, like, as I was flipping through the book, trying to pick out which one I was going to splurge on and everything, I was like, I'm going to fucking lose this. Yeah, it's that's clear. Something. It's yeah. clear and it's small and it's paper thin and I'm going to fucking lose it. I'm going to spend like two hundred dollars on like a sailor jerry acetate stencil or something and then before i leave this convention i'm gonna fucking set it down somewhere and then just forget so that's that's kind of when i was like i'm gonna leave the collecting of the cool memorabilia and historical items and things like that to serious collectors who know what they're doing because even if I do have the extra moolah to spend, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> well, I mean, you've already I kind can't keep of track of my keys. <laughs> you've already kind of started down that path, though. I mean, back at, as some people out there that might be watching realize, National Tattoo Supply had to close its doors for business, and you got a couple of those National Tattoo machines. Yeah, those yeah, I picked up like three of them. Some money. Oh, we've got um, uh, TattooNow.com joined us on the YouTube. What's going on, Gabe? Uh, Good morning, good morning. Um, Gabe, I actually do need to reach out to you at some point in time, maybe later in the week, um, and talk to you about a couple of things, uh, about a potential, I don't know, event maybe. I don't know. We got to get together and talk because we haven't talked in forever. Um, and I wanted to pick your brain about a few things. So uh, don't be surprised if you hear from me later in the week. Is but, he uh, here? But yeah, uh, he was on the YouTube. He's watching on YouTube. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Sweet. Do we um, have any other YouTube comments, YouTube viewers to say hi to? Not as of yet. It looks like we still got five people watching us, which is cool. Um, oh gosh, who are they? Longer. I can't either. 
I do have to adult today. Um, much like I Yo. did last week, it's that time of year. I know I don't enjoy adulting, but it's something we got to do. Um, I guess. I know. But I'm just going through and, you know, shading in this rose. I'm probably going to change the color of the rose to like a light purple, maybe a blue. Maybe I'll do this when it blooms. Like blues. And that's very uh -oh. easy to change because I can do this. Yeah. But no, yeah, when it comes down to collecting things, like there's so much stuff that I want, but I have to like keep in mind I'm not gonna use it. Like, um, and I, I still might get it someday if I have the extra money and want to spoil myself. Um, guys, coil machine. Yeah. That thing looks sick. And I do have a deep appreciation for coil machines. You know, I have a few. But the thing is, I'm, I'm not going to use them again. I've switched over and I'm totally fine. And I don't have a need or a purpose to switch back. Um, but I want it. <laughs> yeah, just just to have it. Yeah, I want it. I want to put it in my uh, gun case where I carry all my machines around. I open up and be like, "You said this one's my guy to send machine. This is my national machine." You know. But oh, yeah. oh my goodness, that one is super pretty. I still might get it sometime. Like, you know, if I ever can justify just spending the extra money on something I know I'm probably not going to use that's just for for me, for collector's value, I would definitely get it. But I still need to pick up the uh, Biomech Encyclopedia. So I've still got a shopping list before that. Which makes Which, total sense. Yeah, I did get a chance to flip through the Biomech Encyclopedia um, when I actually was down in Florida. Bruno has a copy, so that he keeps in his shop. So I got to check that out, and that is super, super cool. It's so interesting. There's so much information in it. It's super. It's a little overwhelming. Oh, I can imagine. But super informative. Like, I didn't realize there was that much history to biomech and, like, that so much went into it. Um, oh, yeah. And that it was also, I didn't realize how diverse it is. Um, so that was really cool because that's not typically my go-to style. You know, I don't draw like that. I don't really have a, any biomech tattoos um as much as i appreciate geiger's art and everything i've never been a super biomech person so i just didn't have the knowledge to like understand how expansive that genre and that style is oh it's huge um, yeah and so flipping through the encyclopedias both volumes was mind-blowing like coming from a place of just infantile lack of knowledge about it. Whoa. Now I want an encyclopedia on every style. <laughs> Don't we yeah. all? Oh. Uh, 
but yeah, that's still upcoming on my uh, um on my shopping list of things I need, I want to get to spoil myself. But uh, yeah. Uh, so events this year, aside from Puerto Rico, which isn't until December, so that's quite a ways away. Um, there's Paradise. Mm-hmm. Which I will definitely be at one hundred percent. I one hundred percent was planning on going because obviously. Why wouldn't I go? It's fucking amazing until I realized it is the same weekend as one of my really good friends' wedding. Ooh. Well, wait. From what I remember, the Paradise Gathering usually takes place on off days. So, not for I sure. believe it's actually happening on the weekend this year. We would need Gabe to verify. But the dates that I had there was a Friday overlapping and the Friday is my good friend and coworkers wedding. Ah. And I'm also very good friends with their fiance, if not more friends with their fiance than them. I can't miss it. Understandable. Yeah. So yeah, but you know what? There will be another paradise for me to go to, if not at least like another needle jig event and everything. And I'll be, I'll see everybody around again, but there's only one of those weddings. So you got to prioritize. Paradise will happen again. The wedding, there's not going to be an annual wedding. That's very true. Yeah. Um, So... Unfortunately, I will not be making that one after all. Um, as much as I kept saying for a long time, yep, see you at next paradise. And then it turns out, actually, just kidding. I'm going to go watch my friend get married. Um, I'll be at the next one. And I'm also not going to Hell City and Columbus again this year. Um, I'm not going to be able to make it either. Um I, I had reached out about, you know, applying for a booth and didn't hear back and, you know, was kind of on a deadline. I wanted to start making plans and never heard back. So I made other plans and, you know, it, it just kind of is what it is sometimes. Yeah, that shit happens, you know. I, uh, I'm not making it out simply for uh, budgeting purposes. Ah, gotcha. Um. You know, I've been leaving on trips and like I was so excited for how tattooing brought me opportunities to travel because, oh, my God, that's one of my favorite things is traveling. However, I fucking miss my dog and I have been traveling a lot. And every time lately that I travel, I get sick for another week and that's just taking way more time for work so i've kind of decided that my for the rest of the year my only travel trips will be um because at hell city i wasn't going to be working at hell city i was just going to be going to party with everybody and see friends and mingle and network and hang out but um i'm gonna start restricting myself to only working trips where i'm actually working so Gabe you know? just made a comment on the YouTube saying that we will be uh, beaming out live at 1 p.m. for the Hell City Tattoo Convention. Um, 
And that is going to be awesome. Sunday at one during the Hell City Tattoo Convention. Stay tuned. It's going to be epic. It's going to be awesome. Highly recommend it. Hell yeah. Yeah, that'll be super fun. But yeah, I'm, uh, I will be watching the live stream and not there in person. Uh, but, well, you know, there's, there's always, always next, next year. year. Yeah. Uh, Although, I don't know. I will say this. I will say this. I used to believe in that. And I used to say that all the time, uh, especially with shows like the London show. Oh, I'm not, I can't make it this year. I'll be there next year. And now it's no longer happening. Except it is, it's just a different name in a different country. <laughs> There's a different name in a different country. Same thing though. Same, same, same thing. Same thing. Yeah. The, the idea is there. We, you get it. Uh, you know what's actually really funny about the London show is that there is a trophy at my workplace for uh, someone who won one of the London show contests. Um, they don't work at my work anymore, but they forgot it. No. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I think they know it's still there. That we just, it was a, um, it was placed, it's, it's still on the wall and he knows it's there. He just hasn't come by to uh, pick it up. But like, he also doesn't not work there anymore because of any blood, bad blood. We're all homies. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. They just went to open up their own private studio. Um, so, uh, so that's always funny. Cause I remember looking at it and I would be, I, cause it doesn't have the name of the person on it. I just remember seeing it on the wall and I was like, which one of you won an award at the London show? What the fuck? And everybody's all like, oh yeah, so-and-so did it. And I was just like, did he forget his award? And he's like, oh, he knows it's here. He just hasn't come back to pick it up. <laughs> so like, oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, but uh, um, that was uh, very funny because when I saw that and I realized what convention it was from, I like freaked out and I was all like, Am I hanging amongst stars? Right. <laughs> like, like, which one of you? you just like, just I, wait, wait until the one day that you save up the money and you get to make it out to Gods of Ink in Frankfurt. It is going to change your whole life. Dude, I saw, um, I was following like the Instagram feed and seeing all the pictures that have been uploaded for that. Looks so good. Yeah, when Philip Lou is one of the contest judges, you know it's a pretty decent show. I don't want to be judged by Philip Lou ever in my entire ever. life. Like I well, already he's had a really nice guy, so I can't really. I mean, I'm sure, but like I already uh, on Launchpad, uh, Russ Abbott has already given me a critique before and guy Aitchison's already given me a critique before and you know at this point it's just like all right I don't I need to set sit back and learn how to draw before I have other people that I idolize noticing how bad I am oh stop that 
So like, let me hold on before you look at my portfolio. Let me go learn how to draw real quick. BRB. You do realize that like getting critiqued by them is not just like one of the biggest honors ever, but it's probably going to be some of the best advice you ever get. Uh, I just remember uh, on Launchpad, uh, what was the, uh, the specific thing I think was um, I was having trouble drawing snakes yes. and uh, Russ chimed in and gave me some advice and I was like, cool, Russ, Russ Abbott knows that the girl named Medusa doesn't know how to draw snakes. <laughs> I've since I've since learned a lot of help from you, Jason. But I God, that was a that was one of those things where it's just like, oh, I need to <laughs> calm the fuck down, <laughs> figure out how to draw before I let these people see how bad I am. Well it takes time. Rome was not built in a day. You know None of us became legendary artists overnight. And if anyone out there did become a legendary artist overnight, you need to call me and you need to tell me your secrets because like, I've been working way too hard at this for way too long, but I just kind of chalked it up to, okay, well, hard work pays off, you know? So that's just kind of what I think. I don't even know if I want to be a legendary artist. I just want to be comfortable and confident. That's what I want. I want to be once confident again, in myself. Again, that takes time. It takes time. It does. <sighs> Who's got that? Uh, Who's got time? Well, if we don't enjoy the time that we have, you know, how are we ever going to be satisfied with life? Gotcha, gotcha, fine. Enjoy the process, enjoy the journey. You know, that's the secret. Enjoy the fact that, you know what, I'm not quite there yet, but I'm going to enjoy working to get to that point. And when you get Um, to that level of thinking, of mindset, you're okay with it taking time because you know it's uh, not going to happen over. I do love that feeling of when you're learning something and it clicks that thing you're trying to figure out, no matter what project you're working on, uh, when it, when that thing you're trying to figure out suddenly clicks in your head and you get it and then you can do it over and over again, no problem. Cause you understand what it is now. Like when I was learning uh, black and gray realism, not with tattooing, but just drawing in general, when I understood what was meant by the draw what you see instead of what you think you see. Yep. Like when that thing clicked for me, game changer, so fun. And that, those are things that are part of the learning process that do make it super fun. Well, as, as the legendary Bob Tyrell once said the picture doesn't lie the picture doesn't lie so it's all just shapes draw what you see but that's you know it's it's a hard concept to grasp it's a hard concept to grasp until you finally when it clicks holy fuck so it's so fun then you can draw anything Mm -hmm. But uh, um, 
yeah, I, uh, I, I'm learning to try to enjoy the learning process without letting my frustrations, uh, overcome, uh, you know, the whole process in general. I think it's, it's really easy sometimes when it's just not working out the way you want it to, like you're working on a painting or a drawing and it's just not coming together the way you want it to. It's very easy to let those frustrations um, take over and to feel really defeated. But that's another thing that I have been working on is trusting the process. Absolutely. Rick, you gotta trust the process. I usually don't trust the process and that's why I get frustrated and have half finished things all over the place. <laughs> like this isn't working. <laughs> you know, it, it's something, once again, it's something that takes time to understand and grasp that concept. But once you get it, you're operating on a whole new level. Hell yeah. Yeah, so uh, we should um, start a counter for Puerto Rico. <laughs> Have a little countdown timer. Yeah. Countdown timer. Um, and I'm not going to be able to make it to paradise, so I can't join into that countdown timer, but that would be fun too. Is Needle Jig having another event this year? I don't believe so could be wrong but um if they do I'll, I'll be more than happy to let you know yeah but yeah i'm pretty sure needle jig was going on last year um just because it there was like a little break for paradise but you know what it's it's okay it's all good you know if they have another event i'm sure i'll probably find the time to go to that one as well um yeah you know i i just like to be social with other artists and tattooers and that's kind of a good thing especially I, for some of the things that i'm currently trying to plan and plot out and get in the works yeah i um i really like those uh conference style uh meetups um, as opposed to uh, conventions. Conventions are great and all, are great for business and working, but the conference style meetups where there's just like seminars and, you know, it's not necessarily, I mean, it's not necessarily like open to the public. Um, right. Huge event. I, I understand thing. what you're saying. Like those personal intimate ones that are just industry people. I really like those a lot because I feel like I get the most knowledge out of most of those. I'm not distracted um, with uh, the whole concept of having to work or having to keep track of a whole bunch of stuff or, you know, being at a booth or all the headaches that come with conventions. Right. It's, it's nice to be able to just go and learn. 
Yeah, just to go and learn and also to hang out with your buddies that you never really get to see because it's always fun to hang out with your buddies at conventions too. But a lot of times everybody's working. Yeah. So like, even if you want to like party super hard with your friend, half of them are busy working, can't get up. When you do get a chance to see them, it's like midnight and you're already exhausted and tired and you have to go to bed because you have a tattoo early the next day anyways, or everybody's too wasted to hold a conversation. (laughs) But uh, But the conference style ones, like that's why I really want to go to Explorer sometime too. Yeah. Explorer tends to be a bit more lecture style and not necessarily like social like that, if that makes any sense. Yeah. But I'm a slut for seminars. So yeah, they do have some good ones. Yeah. But yeah, the Paradise is by far one of my favorites because of how social it is. And also the place that it take where it takes place, Jiminy Peak, is beautiful. See, Paradise Gathering is one of my favorite events simply because I love the crowd that it draws. Right? You've got yeah. a whole bunch of people in one place that are all about the same thing. They're all trying to learn to get better, to do more, to be better, Um, you know, and that's what it is. That's who it caters to. And that's Mm -hmm. what I really personally find value. Yeah. When you get a whole bunch of people together that they just want to learn, they want to get better. They want to be better. They want to do better. And everyone's got that kind of a mindset where it's like, okay, cool. What, what were my takeaways from this? Oh, what did you take away from it? Awesome. That's what I like to hear. You know, that's, you know, did, did you find value in this uh, seminar? Did you find value in, um, you know, this kind of program or, you know, what did you get the most value out of? Um, you know, it's always fascinating for me to go through and just see what people are taking away from everything. But the fact that we're all getting something out of it, to me, is what I absolutely love. Oh, yeah. And no, like, I I will always say, and I stand by it, that I believe paradise changed my fucking life. And I know that's a really big statement to say, but that was my introduction to, like, you and Ricardo and... uh, fawn and uh that's how i met gabe that's how i met a whole bunch of people that's how i met kyle and because of that like i found a community that i feel comfortable in people that want that have similar goals as me um it brought me a lot more confidence in the uh, tattoo industry in general because Prior to going to Paradise Gathering, all of the tattoo people that I know, um, that I could associate myself with, or even just people I knew in general, people I was working with, or people that uh, were in my local tattoo community were, well unfortunately very stereotypical in the whole uh you know many of them are racist bikers 
mm. you know, yeah. running yeah. Those, a tattoo parlor out of a shop shop. Yeah. The people that I don't really want to hang out with people that kind of made me feel like maybe I don't want to be a tattoo artist. Maybe I don't, because if this is what I'm associated with, this sucks, you know, or people that were very self-interested who uh, don't want to help other people become better tattooers, but just want to rise to fame and glory themselves or people that, um, you know, just don't really care super a lot about the art and are in it for uh, the lucrative aspect. Right. And so I think Paradise was not just a game changer for me as an artist to learn new techniques and to make friends and stuff, but it was also uh, a way for me to just restore confidence in the tattoo community. Like, because I was, before I went to Paradise that first time, I was kind of losing hope in tattooers. And. And honestly, like, and I, that's why most of my tattoo friends are like East Coast and things like that. Because a lot of people are through the reinventing community because there are amazing tattooers here in my city. There are great fucking technical tattooers that love the art, that love the community, that are here to help people grow. But there's also a lot of snobby elitists and the stereotype tattooers and um i've just i found more through the reinventing community than i did on my own reaching out to people that i know well that in person so community is here yeah so like what we do yeah but like all of that is like fucking credited towards like paradise you know like i didn't have that before paradise and now i do and since that first paradise i've gotten way more involved with reinventing i have traveled with you several times i've traveled with other people i've had guest spots like it literally was life-changing for me so i don't think that it could be any less for anybody else who wants to go to paradise for the first time. Yeah, it's, and you know what, that's, I don't know of any event organizer out there, or any person out there that actually cares about the betterment of the tattoo community as a whole. I don't know that there's anything better that we could hear. Um, that's ideally what we want to do. We want to help people and we want to change people's lives. You know, and the fact that you had such an awesome experience, it's a testament to that, you know, and it's not, it's not just you. I know it's been other people as well. Um, you know, other people out there that, you know, would not be who they are today if they had never attended such an event. You know, I'm myself in general, like, I mean, I got to meet Amy Nichols. I got to meet you. I got to meet and greet with, you know, Renee Little, uh, Fast Alley. Uh, All angels. Else, everyone else that was there. Uh, um, you know, to me, it was life altering as well. It really was. 
And I didn't know that going there. I didn't know it was going to have such a profound impact on myself, on who I am and what I do. Um, but to this day, it's like, oh, yeah, no, if I hadn't gone to that, I can definitely say that I wouldn't be who I am. Yeah. No, no very much. And I remember when I went, I didn't, I didn't know anybody, not a single person. And I even posted, because uh, this was before the current reinventing platform, um, when it was on that old app, I even posted that is like, I'm here, but I don't know anybody. I'm wearing this hat. Somebody walk up to me and say hi. And Ricardo didn't see the post, but within like three minutes of me posting that and sitting by myself being too scared to say hi to anybody else, he walked up and was like, hi, I'm Ricardo. And I think that was him trying to get out of his shell too. Yep. And then I was just like, all right, somebody said hi to me. I can do this. And after <laughs> that, it was fucking a blast. Oh, and I remember sitting at the bar and meeting uh, Jake Meeks for the first time. Yep. Like I fangirled a little bit because uh, I had been listening to Fireside for a while and learning a lot about tattooing through fireside and so i just remember sitting at the same table as him being like hi i'm medusa i'm a big fan <laughs> yep yep yeah, and i was uh, scared of you at first why i was scared of, i don't know i thought you hated me why would i hate anyone i don't know okay why i why would anybody hate me is the real question <laughs> but no uh i don't know i mean you, I, your name I was, is medusa so it can be a little intimidating just slightly but uh um, once people get to know you they're like oh all right that's like a candy shell <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i'm giving no. away your secrets like don't tell anybody i'm actually nice um <laughs> right but uh yeah no like i don't know i was like insecure but now it's like oh man i can't wait to go back next time not this upcoming one because i'll be at a wedding but next time holy shit and every and oh i'm just never gonna be able to stop talking about how grateful i am for everybody i met and holy shit amy nichols so sweet her laughter yeah, she's you, she's an you cannot champ. hear her yeah you cannot hear her laughter and not suddenly feel uplifted and elevated it's infectious yep complete and total sweetheart hell yeah i have got to start wrapping up real soon yep, get I going just over to work out at that time um why don't you go ahead and uh tell us how we can get a hold of you where you're located and all of the other relevant information all right hello everybody i'm medusa and you can find me online at medusaslays.com or on instagram at medusaslays the three s's at the end and uh, I am in Portland, Oregon, working at 
the black hexagon tattoo, formerly known as Sideshow Alley tattoo. And I uh, am happy to be here today. Thank you for inviting me, Jason. As always, you are very, very welcome. And for those of you, let me switch my video back. There we are. So thanks a lot, everyone, for watching today. My name is Jason Leeser. Um, I host the Sunday afternoon skill building Sunday drawing groups here on the Reinventing the Tattoo Network. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in and jumping in today. And um, until next Sunday, keep those hands moving. Stay productive. And um, yeah, cheers.